From Yahoo Finance, this is A World Interrupted. You're watching On The Move on Yahoo Finance. I'm Julie Hyman. We have been talking about a lot of the implications of coronavirus for the education sector, right? Distance learning, as we know, has had some implications. But also teaching is one of those professions where teachers are going to have to weigh whether they feel safe returning to work once schools do get back in session. One of those teachers is Amy Scott. She is a Miami-Dade County High School teacher and has been for about 40 years. She's joining us now from Florida. Uh, Anjali Kamlani is also joining us here. Um, Amy, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, So I know that you are approaching retirement. Uh, How does what's happening right now factor into your decision? And I understand you're, you're retiring perhaps sooner than you had anticipated. I um, have one more year in drop, but I decided to exit a year early. I'll be 70 in October, so I'm in a high-risk group. Um, And to be truthful with you, the prospect of distance learning um, does not excite me. I've done it pretty proficiently over the last several months, but proficient is not enough. I'm in the business of teaching kids to think, of interacting with them, especially in philosophical Socratic um, methodologies, uh, and I just can't envision Socrates under a tree with his laptop, you know, talking out into the ether. It's um, not my thing. <laughs> so, um, two considerations help, but more than that, I want to end my career with all the fondest memories of the interactions with my students face to face. I'm not a Luddite. Yes. Amy Angeli here. Really good to see you again. Just a disclaimer, my high school teacher here. Um, I know that you based your decision um, of retiring on sort of the information of this really large network of students that you have kept in touch with. What have you heard that made you take this step? I have um, a scientific researcher who is afraid to say this publicly, but Um, He thinks that the public is being given a false sense of security in terms of whether or not that we will reach a vaccine. We may never reach that about antibody testing. Um, And um, we may have to live with this for a very, very long time. Um, I also have um, students with their doctorate degrees that are working um, with pharma companies, in other words, keeping them in line making sure that they're going to make a vaccine if it is developed for um, the poor as well as the wealthy. Um, Gilead, you know, has had in the past, uh, Resimitiv, I can't say the name of the drug, um, has had a, you know, habit of filing exclusive rights on a drug where it may prohibit that. Um, So all of these students, the journalists, uh, I've got doctors working in the COVID wings, they're giving me the real story. Um, and um, I, I think I have a little bit of insight through them. The student is teaching the teacher. Amy, hi, Adam Shapiro here. It, it's reunion time. My AP English teacher at Gables was not you. It was Jenny Krugman. Uh, my, stepdad, my stepdad was Paul Sejas' advisor at the school board. And my mom's friends with Janet McAuley. This is ancient history. The reason she I bring it all up is the Dade County School Board listening to teachers like you. On, on the day, on the Friday, on the Thursday that we had a, a meeting, uh, we thought that we were going to say schools are closed, right? This is back in March. 
And they said, we don't know, you know, come back next week. And so I made a decision right then and there. I said, well, um, I'm not going to claim sick days, to be truthful with you. I'm just not returning because it's not safe in this environment. Um, and then they made the decision, you know, on the fly. And all those teachers left the building already, couldn't go back and get their stuff, hadn't been trained adequately in distance learning. So it was chaos. Uh, about the future, what they're planning is they're planning, you know, split shifts, the kids eating in the classrooms, hand washing stations that kids must go through going in and going out, um, and a, a, a sense of isolation of small classes, of no activities, no gathering in the courtyard, no going to, you know, pep assemblies or, you know, uh, events and functions. Um, and I think a lot of teachers don't feel safe, but they don't have the privilege that I do to retire. And a lot of mothers don't want their children's going back. So I foresee distance learning continuing on and off throughout the next year. Uh, Amy, this is Dan. I, I kind of want to get your perspective on why distance learning isn't, um, I guess, as effective as in-person learning. Uh, the way it's kind of been sold is that, uh, you know, it's difficult, yes, but it can can be uh, as good, but that's not the case? It could be. I have taken online courses, say through PDS in science and evolution, and they were marvelous. But these were put together by a whole team of professionals who um, had videos and you know response sheets and immediate feedback from an instructor who was overseeing it. Uh, I think the typical high school teacher and below doesn't have all these resources. And there's just something about the one-on-one -on -one interaction with students, walking out and looking them in the eye and asking them a question. A lot of the kids in my last Zoom meeting on the last day when we said goodbye said they've sort of lost interest in school, as have their teachers. Their teachers are dispirited. This is not what they signed up with. We're very gregarious people who love the children. And this feels so, I don't know, cold, distant. Um, we miss our children and I think they miss us. Amy, I know that it, those feelings are probably uh, not just for you. It, so many other teachers are grappling with the same uh, concern and the same issue. Have you talked to some of your colleagues or any of them uh, also considering retirement or also considering not returning? Yes, there is um, one teacher um, who said, you know, even though he's been in drop, they keep asking him to come back because there's nobody else to teach art. But now they're kind of pushing him out because there's going to be massive cuts. Um, irony is we need more teachers for this split shift, but they can't pay for it because of all the cuts. So he's thinking maybe he needs to go back to his own artwork. Uh, another teacher said, I would love to not go back under these conditions, but I've got 10 more years before retirement. And other teachers are gung-ho and they said, you know, we can handle this. We'll be creative. Maybe they'll dress up in historical costumes and in front of their cameras and, and you know play out history, I applaud them. I'm not that creative. <laughs> I, um, I have to have the energy of the audience. And when they're in little boxes on a window, maybe you can put them in some rooms to talk to each other. It just lacks the intimacy that I feel like we need in education. Robots will not be in front of the classroom anytime soon. Certainly, we'll see about that. But looking at, at um, you know, what, what is playing out across the country right now, we also know, you know, as states are pursuing reopening, what is your concern uh, mostly about that return to work? What is it that has scared you the most about being back at school? 
They don't have the resources to have those hand washing stations. The bathrooms have those blowers, which just disperse germs. By the time 15, 30 students wash their hands, class is halfway over. Um, the isolation of eating in your classrooms, of the teachers possibly moving, um, it just feels sort of stilted and awkward. And <clears throat> students can pass the virus when they are asymptomatic. We will never know. Uh, I had something going on before you know, school ended with red eyes and all kinds of other problems, which I thought was maybe mold in the classroom. And then they found out later on that you know, this pink eye syndrome is one of the symptoms of, you know, of COVID. So it's not so much that we can't control um, students who are sick and maybe send them home, although there is reticence to send home sick students, but their parents are bringing them in. They're touching the handrails. Um, those droplets are suspended in the air. There's no sure way, even with masks, or enforcing everybody wearing masks um, that, you know, we can get a handle on this. Thank you for listening to A World Interrupted from Yahoo Finance. For more coverage on the coronavirus and its economic impact, make sure to watch our Bell to Bell live programming throughout the day. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review there. In the meantime, stay safe, take care of yourself, and we'll get through this.